welcome to Declutter Me, a podcast about organizing and decluttering your life with your host, Shalina. Hello there. Hi, Shrek. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Are we all set for the summer vacation season? Yay! Holiday! <laughs> yes. so this is where I play a clip of the song. You know, it's just like it's no, you have to pay royalties. Through. You have to pay royalties. No, not for like a 10 second clip. Really? Yeah. You sure Madonna won't come chase us? I don't want to anger Madonna. But think about it, though. What better chance will you have for Madonna to come chase you? True. That would be cool. But it will be her lawyers and they're scarier than she is. Probably. So no. Okay. No, no, let's not do that. This is what we're doing for banter now? Yes. We're talking we're about talking legal about... repercussions. <laughs> yes. So what are we going to talk about today, Shalina? So today we're going to talk about the pre-holiday checklist. Oh, okay. So we're, on, we're going to be on theme. Yeah, we are. So we're not going to talk about what to put in your luggage and that's because we're going to talk about that in another podcast this is the stuff that you have to do before you go on holiday it's it's like a whole new job it's a lot of things you have to do so let's let's talk about that because people don't think about it and then they go oh my god there's a lot to do or you're scrambling at the last minute exactly so if you do this in advance if you follow this checklist then you'll be prepared for not just your summer holidays but any holidays that you do in future unless of course you book last minute like if you book the day before then gotta help you yeah exactly so the first thing to do is to think about two months before you leave so check all your documents as you said the holiday documentation so you check your passport see how valid they are um make sure that there's more than six months of validity on your passport especially if you're going to a foreign country if you're going to your home country, that's fine because you can always get uh, a new passport in your home country while you're away, especially if you're only if you know if you're there for more than two to three weeks. It's good enough generally. Yeah, generally. I mean, not for some countries like South Africa. I heard it takes months to get, for them to issue passports. Um, but for the UK, you can, as soon as you land, if you go fill in the forms at the post office, send your passport, you get it back within a week now. Yeah, same for India as well. Now it's become a week. 10 days tops yeah i mean when i did i did it from here it took less than a week over the christmas break wow yeah <laughs> very shocking um for the uk there's always delays when it comes close to holiday time so it's always recommended that you do this say in april um before the holiday season starts rolling in because then more people start realizing that they should have renewed their passports or got new passports. So do it as early as possible and do it in funny times. So, you know, eight March, April or November is always a good time. It's a quiet season. So try and do it then. So check that. Check also on your tickets, you know, for the flights. Put that into your calendar straight away. So you have reminders of when to wake up, to, you know, to go to the airport and make sure you go on the, the right day because a lot of people go on the wrong day. Yeah, and also double check what you put in your calendar because that's you might be leaving on the 26th at 1 a.m. and you go and put it, oh, I'm leaving on the 26th, so I should go to the airport on the 26th at 10 p.m. Whereas you need to be, you know, on the 25th at yeah. 10 p.m. It's a little very, very tiny thing, but trust me, I've seen people like mess that up. It happens a lot, especially for us in the Middle East region. For I mean, in Dubai, you know, a lot of the time the Emirates flights that we take or Etihad flights are at a silly o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah. I've done that. So I, uh, I mean, I haven't missed a flight, but I have got the one o'clock flights or the three o'clock flight to London. So what happens is I end up not sleeping. The other thing to know is, to do is to take a scanned copy of your passport, your residence visas, if you have that, the visa for um, the country you're going to. So if you have to get a visa 
for that country that you're visiting, organize that now. So do that two months before. Usually it takes a few days for them to issue the visa, sometimes automatically now, or, or within a day. Yeah, but there are some countries where it, it's known to take much longer than you think it does. and Or there's a in-between provider like VFS. You can't go to the embassy anymore. you got to go to them. And uh, there are a lot of delays that happen there because they're managing multiple countries. And it's it can get complicated. So it's always better to do a little bit, like give yourself a little breathing room when you're applying for your visas. And check as well. I am one, I am a British passport holder uh, and I admit that we have the arrogance of thinking that we can just go to a country and get a visa on arrival or we don't need a visa, like for now, until, you know, Brexit. Um, but I did do it that I went to Malaysia, I think, and I was on the plane and I freaked out because I had forgotten. I was so busy with work and stuff. I hadn't thought about the visa so I was sitting on the plane worrying about not being able to get into Malaysia because I didn't have a visa. And then I thought about it logically and went, Malaysia was part of the UK and British Empire. It must be visa on arrival. But you can't assume that because for India before it was you had to get a visa from the embassy if you're a British passport holder. And luckily, Malaysia was visa on arrival. But I, since then, I've always made sure I checked and double-checked about visa requirements. A lot of places now, they've passed the onus of this onto the airline, i.e. They, they actually penalise the airline yeah. if they onboard a passenger that does not have legal entry into the country or does not have a passport that allows them legal entry, whichever way, which is why now most check-in counters will check. And they check at the gates as well, especially in Dubai, they like over checking when we get to the gates we can't even get into the gates without them checking about twice don't they um the next thing to do is add contacts to your phone so and specifically insurance company i mean luckily we i use usually there's two travel insurance companies that we use so it's quite quick to google them but they might have a specific number in case of an emergency and when you're in an emergency you don't want to be sitting there starting to google the number so put that number straight away into your phone so you have it now also for your embassy in the country that you're going to just in case you never want to be in that situation but just in case the next thing to do is write down your holiday details so give it to your emergency contact so your flights your which hotels you're staying in your number while you're there and any other details that will be important for them to know um, and like your itinerary if you're going to different destinations during that time while you're on holiday. Cell phone data prices are fairly, fairly cheap now in most countries now. So it, it actually does make sense very often to just land locally, pick up a temporary SIM, plug it into your phone so you're contactable, you're reachable, and you're not you know double and triple thinking about should I make this call, should I not make this call kind of thing. But then it's always good that once you have that to pass it down to your you know, after landing, you can pass it down to at least somebody. Because an emergency can go both ways, right? You might have an emergency while you're traveling, or there might be an emergency back home while you're traveling. Yeah. And yeah. They, they might need to reach you for something. And then the other thing is now with WhatsApp. So you could put a SIM card for your local country. So you can still make calls and SMSs, but you can keep your WhatsApp number as you're saying. So what I do is just keep that so people can contact me on WhatsApp 
very easily so it's which is bad in a way if you've got work because people start messaging of work and you're like i want a holiday (laughs) um but it's easy for then for friends to be in touch with you on whatsapp and of course there's social media as well so they can contact you on the um the next thing to do is consider your transport so if you're um we're fortunate here if you travel business and first class you can get um a chauffeur driven car but if you're not that fortunate which is most of my time then you have to book a taxi so what i do is I use Kareem, but there's also Uber. You can pre-book it weeks and weeks ahead. There's no harm in doing it early, especially if they give you discount codes, which is always useful. So I do that and pre-book. And so it's off your plate. You don't have to worry about it. Even if it's a month in advance, it does not matter. Just do it now. And it shows up in your in the app as well that you've got this booking in place and everything. So it's very straightforward. Another thing to do two months before or even earlier is to sort out your pet sitters, especially in the summer holidays as the pet sitters get booked up very quickly. So I have a pet sitter who I've used for years and years for my two cats um, and she's lovely and my cats were some of her original uh, clients. So they kind of get priority, but I still have to message her. There have been times when she's been busy um, and I had to book another sitter. Um, so, you know, it's who you trust as well because they're in your house. Uh, I mean, my sitter has my key, so she's, you know, she can access my house whenever. And it's great when I have had an emergency that I've had to fly out of the country, over, you know, suddenly overnight. She's been great. And it's a relief because she's got my key so she can just go look after the cats you know and the same for children because if you're leaving children behind especially teenagers if they've got exams and you're going on a holiday or you've got an emergency trip to do book it in advance you know with family members or with friends you know to see who will help and you know to sort out um all of this um but the pet sitters is very important during the summer holidays because um they do get booked up really really fast the final thing to do in the two month time frame that you have is to sort out your vaccinations so um you know, depending on which countries you're going to. And, you know, for us here, we do travel to a lot of uh, countries which do have um, requirements for vaccinations. So check what the requirements are. Um, And they do expire after a few years. Um, There are some now that are lifetime. So yellow fever used to be 10 years. I just missed out on that. So I renewed my yellow fever and now it's a lifetime. So once you're taking it, that's it. Um, So I'll take it again and I'm sorted for life for that. Um, but there's also, you know, hep A, hep B, typhoid, cholera. Um, you know, check out your vaccination card. Malaria. Well, malaria is a, it's not a vaccination. It's a pill, but yeah. anyway. And before with malaria, you just could go to any doctor and say, I'm going on holiday, and they prescribe you the malaria tablets. Now you have to go to specific clinics. There's two clinics only in Dubai that you can go to, which is called the Holiday Clinic, to get the vaccinations and to get the malaria tablets. You cannot get it anywhere else. So this is important. Do this early because it was a hassle. I mean, I I was driving around Dubai trying to find where I could get malaria tablets. It was um, more difficult than it should have been. Yeah, so I think that's the important lesson there is to... The idea of doing this in well in advance is so you can figure out even perhaps the procedure has changed since the last time you did it or someone you know did it. That's another good thing you could do is go on social media and ask the question and people might know. And ask, especially if they've done it in the last few days or few weeks, they might know the answer. Um, and when it's coming close to some holidays, more people will be doing it. So it's a good thing to know about. Um, but of course, yeah, it's different in different places. I know my clinic back home, you know, my parents go, they can still just go to clinic and the nurse does it. But you have to book weeks in advance to get an appointment with the nurse. So that's why I think about this two months in advance. 
Now we're going to talk about one month in advance. So these are the things to start doing in preparation four weeks before. So the first thing is to start looking at your medication. So look and see if you take regular medicine, see if you've got enough stock. If not, book an appointment with a doctor to um, stock up because you'll need that medicine when you're away and also to get a certificate if you need it to carry with you to the foreign country. Now, certain countries do not allow certain medicines to go in unless you have a doctor's certificate. Um, so the UAE is very difficult about what medicine can come in to the country and what is out. So things that are allowed in Europe and the USA, some of them are banned here. Now, we know about that, but a lot of people don't. So check on the website for um, the Ministry of Health or whatever, or the Department of Health uh, for that country to find out if your medicine is banned or if you need a doctor's certificate. Um, and also start buying the medicine that you use usually. So, you know, your antiseptic cream, your Panadols, your ibuprofen, all those. Start stocking up on that because you'll need that. And plasters, you know, there's silly little things you don't think you need, but then actually you do need it. And the same with those uh, insect bite creams. They do sell out quite quickly in stores. Uh, and they're not. some of them are not the best ones. So if you want to get the good ones buy them early next thing to do is to write your packing list or get a packing list um, or listen to our podcast on what to put into your suitcase which we were going to do and we've also had a podcast before on how to pack your suitcase um, but start thinking about that what you need to put into your um, suitcase so you'll need things like you know clothes entertainment toiletries medication shoes bags or if you're going to certain countries like when I go back to the UK I practically take an empty suitcase because I take a few things as presents for family and friends of or usually dates because they ask for that but the suitcase is pretty empty because I'm going home to do all the shopping there but if you're going on to a holiday destination where you're not going to shop much hopefully and not add clutter to your house then uh, you know think about all these things that you need to take with you. Another thing to do one month in advance is to check your luggage, check your bags, check what you're going to take with you. Are they, um, do the zips close, do the locks work? You know, especially if you've taken um, your luggage to countries like America, if they've opened up your suitcase, does that lock still work? Because sometimes it's been known that it's been damaged. And if it needs to be fixed, send it to um, the luggage place straight away to get fixed so if you've got a samsonite they're brilliant I, my one of my uh, suitcases was damaged by an airline uh, quite bad there was a big dent um, and which they denied but you know anyway so I went to samsonite and I showed it to them and they fixed it for me within a day so there's a lot of these luggage companies but check with them you know or check where their center is to send the luggage you do get i think tsa approved locks in certain places and stuff so you can put those in so that you don't have to then deal with them trying to break up your lock or do something silly like yeah. that another thing i do a lot is to create a to-do list so i start creating a to-do list of all the things i need to do say a day before or a few hours before i'm leaving so i put things like um my phone charger, uh, bits of makeup, you know, the ones that I want to wear, but I need to put them into my hand luggage. Yeah, small things like your toothbrush and stuff that, you know, you're using until the last day, so you can't really act on it in a month in advance. Switching off all your electricity and your Wi-Fi and so and switch off all the things that you need to switch off, like electric gadgets. So there's all these one-off items that need to be 
you know, if you forget, you'll, it'll be annoying you in the head while you're going to the airport. So have that, start writing that down. Have a piece of paper, say, on your desk and just keep on writing things. Or on your phone, if you have a to-do list, write on your phone, put it in there so that you start creating this list. So when it comes to the last few days or, or hours, it's all already there. Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, like, even though you may be like a very organized person in general you know the few hours before you're leaving and stuff you're kind of you've got a lot of things going on in your head you're getting you know like it's last day of work sometimes and you're kind of thinking about rushing to the airport and you'll leave something behind like that like a charger which is so unnecessary because then you have to go to the airport or the duty free and buy like this unnecessarily expensive charger just to survive the vacation so just make this list well in advance it helps and the same for shopping lists. So same for buying things that you need for shopping. So, you know, your sun, sun cream, medication, certain clothing items, you know. There's all these bits and pieces, snacks for the plane. You know, start creating that shopping list now. You know, do it on your phone or do it on a piece of paper so that it's there so that the few days before it's already ready for you to start using when you go to the supermarket or to the mall. So this was for the two months and the month leading up to um, your holiday. I think we should break this down into a two-part. Yeah, that sounds good. I think it's quite long already. Yeah. Um, so you've got up to the one month before your holiday. So if you listen to our podcast next week, you'll have one week and then a few days and then a few hours. Everything just before you, you're about to embark on your travel. So you can get prepared for that. All right. So we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.